0: Welcome to episode 28 of MUFC podcast. Now we are gonna try and make this a bit of a regular thing now that the season has seemed to be in full swing. We've got Europa League on Friday mornings, which will push most of our Premier League games to Monday mornings, that being Australian time. So it will mainly be recording on Tuesday night, so it'll be available to download Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. So hopefully that finds a sort of a happy balance right in the middle of both games. But First things first, we'll finally get to discuss a win. Oh, how good? Since, since the second week in August, that's our yeah. first win since then.
1: If someone said to you, I'd even go as far back as two years ago, you're going into a game against Leicester at home and you're not sure if you're going to walk away with a victory. <laughs> how times I've, I've have
0: been, changed? No, I've been thinking that for the last couple of years. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, you're a negative person, aren't you? They've won the, the league more recent than us. That's true. They're a title-winning team. They've got players who have won the Premier League title. Do we have players who have won the title? Actually, we do, I guess. Jones, Young, De Gea. That's it. Actually, we might as well start on De Gea. New contract. Brilliant. Highest paid player at the club? Well-earned. Well-deserved, I think. So does that change things we were just discussing then? Does that change things with Pogba?
1: I think it does, because if you're looking from internally and externally, if you're a player who says okay, why would I go to Manchester United when I could go to Manchester City, when I could go to Real Madrid, Barcelona, etc. You're looking at the project, okay? So it's, okay, if I go to Manchester United, let's say, worst-case scenario, we don't qualify for the Champions League, even next season, when you can keep your best players, that can convince other players to be like, okay, I'd like to play with him. Or it could be a sign of, if these players, if the De Gea's and the Pogba's are believing in Oli's project, Okay, maybe it's worth the gamble. I'm going to get paid handsomely. At the end of the day, this is a big football club, right? We're not talking about... (laughs) Who are we versing on Friday?
0: Astana? We'll get to that. We'll
1: spell it out not. We're not not Astana. We're Manchester United. This is a big football club with a big history, and we want to get back to the top. As long as that's the case, and as long as you're keeping your top-end players, I don't see why there's any reason that this signing can now be... It can now be the step towards building for the future.
0: See, for me, and that's all right, but that's taken into this whole long-term approach, which is what you need to do. But the way I look at it, or the way I also look at it, is, well, in my opinion, he's still the best goalkeeper in the world. If he was to leave, I don't trust this board to buy a a better goalkeeper. You can see maybe a player like Sergio Romero being promoted. So it helps us now. Yes, it is... good sign for things in the future, but is it it's a sign that helps us now because I don't think there's a better goalkeeper out there. Okay. I personally think he's better than Edison and Allison and all those players.
1: Is he better than Oblack?
0: I haven't seen enough of him but I I think he is personally. I've seen De Gea do stuff I've seen no other keepers do. So for me but in what you're saying there, are we signing Edison? Are we signing Allison? Are we signing signing Oblack if De Gea leaves? Personally I don't think so. So that is why I think if you yeah you can have the opinion that he's not the best in the world now. But we're not going to be signing the best in the world I don't think
1: Yeah, you're definitely right I'd say De Gea was Even if you don't consider him the best of the world He's in the conversation for one of the best Up until the last Three months, you'd say, of last season And there's been moments this season already Palace game comes to mind um, you'd like to think now that his future is settled, his long-term future,
0: that he can just purely focus on football well, now. Well, that's what a lot of people point at the finger at. Right? So yeah. when he's dropping, they'll say, "Oh, it's because of his contract issues." So, so hopefully now that it's over, we'll see the return of the old David De Gea. We know, but we'll somehow that almost turned into a negative. But well, we're both very happy with De Gea signing. Yes. Do you think? No, no Kay. doubt.
1: Do you think his signing is? Is it a potential agreement, that as part of that, he'll become our next captain?
0: I personally don't know if he's the best candidate for captain, but I hope so, just for the fact that Ashley Young currently wears a captain's armband. So I hope, I hope <laughs> to see him as captain. Um, whether he's the best person, I don't know. Personally, I don't think so, but he's got as strong a, a stronger case as anyone. So, longevity so, alone. so I've got no problem. Well, this contract will see him in 2022, 2023. If so he he'll, finishes um, he'll that get contract... A testimonial. If he finishes the contract with the additional year, 13 years at the club. Yeah, so. Insanity. It's it's unbelievable. Schmeichel did 14. Crazy. Um, Now, we will get on to the team that we just beat with um, Peter Schmichael's son, Casper, and we finally got a win against Leicester. Feels like a while ago. But um, what do you think? it was a better performance and obviously the win which we discussed last week it was a must win yeah. and it did get nervy towards the end but I thought it was relatively comfortable.
1: Yeah, we United didn't look troubled at any point in the game really. I thought there was nervy moments at the start of the game. Uh, I think it was Maguire, there was an issue there with Vardy then Lindelof missed his man and De Gea saves them, uh, the Madison shot. Um, other than that I don't recall them troubling us at all. Yeah. Um, was the performance great? No, it wasn't. But you know it was a positive? We kept a clean sheet. And I don't want to think about last season, but the truth is we haven't kept a clean sheet in a while.
0: So that was the first home clean sheet. We didn't win a game sorry, last year at home with a clean sheet. Insanity. Uh, <laughs> which is unbelievable. We yeah, think about and then
1: even if you look at the stats, we shouldn't have conceded as many goals as we have this season. So I think for the side's confidence... It's, it's huge this clean sheet and, and not just that if we can learn not to concede goals it's going to put less pressure on our attackers we've already identified there's not a lot of depth there there's not a lot of creativity either so if you can at least keep a clean sheet nick a goal or two it puts us in good stead for the season
0: well I thought the clean sheet is, uh, the clean sheet and obviously that sort of looks at the defensive aspect of the game it wasn't so much a defence for me which uh, they were good and De Gea sort of had a very solid game, but it was Pereira and McTominay in the middle. You could maybe form Matich into the argument a little bit, but the job Pereira and McTominay did of breaking up play, because we discussed it before the game that Leicester's probably got a better midfield than us. Definitely. And, and, a and I don't think we out, sort of outplayed them in midfield, but we stopped them playing. And that sounds yeah. bad from United at Old Trafford against Leicester, but it was pivotal in the performance. I mean, McTominay and Pereira, I don't think, were great. But the way they were just kicking people and getting in their faces and sort of helping with the press, I thought it really stopped Leicester playing. As I say, they didn't really create any chances off the back of that.
1: Agree with everything you said.
0: McTominay is not good with the ball, but what he does do Did you see that little bit of retweet on Twitter today? That little bit is on the right-hand side. went, Went past a player that I think went past Chowdhury with a little bit of skill on the right-hand side and the switch a to Daniel James on the left. Yeah, yeah, that was in the a, first half. That was about a 60, 70-yard ball.
1: Yeah, the, the pass also took about six
0: minutes to reach him. <laughs> it, was a long, it was a long way. Um, what was... Andres Pereira. He's almost had almost similar performances in each game. Um, a lot of effort, a lot of work rate, a lot of nipping at sort of the other midfielders' heels on the ball not fantastic? No, he wasn't. But you'd think that's his strength, he would be on the ball, not his defensive side of things.
1: Yeah, but I actually thought we looked better when he moved centrally. Um, Mata came off, uh, Fred came on, replaced Matic, and then you have Pereira in the middle. We actually looked better with the ball. Now, I'm not... Fred looked good when he came on. No, he did, and I thought he increased the tempo, um, which... Between Matic and McTominay, we said this last week, there's, there's a lot of static there. You know, it's all one speed. Fred just adds that little bit. And I think now that he's married, his libido should be a little bit higher. So hopefully... I think he's
0: got a young kid though. You don't know what his sleep pattern will be like.
1: Yeah, well, you know, they say when you <laughs> lack sleep. Anyway, I won't go into that. But um, he, in all seriousness, he introduced a tempo. And I think as he increases his match fitness, I expect Fred to break into that
0: midfield. Uh, What other performances were there? There was a lot of debate going into the game, Harry Maguire and Lindelof. Maguire, excellent. Yeah, but did Jamie Vardy really get in on goal? Uh, No. He never really got in behind? Not at all. Um, Maguire showed some deceptive pace, didn't he? Yeah, look, Harry Maguire's not slow. And a lot of, in terms of recovery pace, in terms of when you say a defender's quick or slow, it's that first, I wouldn't say first five yards, but over that first five yards, getting your body in the right position. If I'm defending against Usain Bolt, I can get in front of him over the first two yards just by using my body. It doesn't matter how quick he is, he's going to have Sorry. to run around me. Yeah. So, Harry Maguire, yes, might not be the quickest, but he is. Look, and I was a bit critical of him before he signed. He is quite smart um, in terms of using his body and using his pace. So, um, I, I was nervous going into the game with Barty's pace, but Harry Maguire, just what yeah. you want. It's 7 8 out of 10 performance. What do we think of Lindelof? His form, does it worry you a little bit? I not worries me, but I think it is what Lindelof is. I think a good defender, not the top bracket. I, don't know, I think, okay, to move to the top level, we're going to need an upgrade. We're going to need, sort of, they say two Harry Maguires. But at the moment, we've got Lindelof, and I think it always comes back to Solskjaer doing the right business. I think he's ahead of Jones, Rojo, Smalling, etc. So at the moment, it's good. It could be better, but it's not a disaster. Okay. Your
1: I'd thoughts? agree with that. Yeah. yeah? No, I think you're right.
0: What other performances were there? Daniel James was again almost the outlet, almost you know to almost look for and to okay, go and do something for us, yeah, relieve a little bit of pressure. When you're
1: that quick, you're always going to be a threat. Um, I still think, and I'm not. This isn't me attacking the guy. I I still would like to see a bit more accuracy with his end product.
0: Not very convincing. Now you could say is that that's right. That's where I think the end product put him on the right on his natural side, and I think. And, it, uh, and it's not as simple as oh, putting the ball on your right foot compared to the left foot, and the, the accuracy will be better. But in my opinion, it almost is. In terms of the position he's take, take, takes up, a lot of time the ball is on his left foot, yeah. and it's almost that sort of old cliche when def- when you're on the defending team, say, "I'll oh, show him one to his right foot." He's only got a left foot for a, for a traditional left winger. well it's almost with Daniel James is saying, "Show him one to his left foot." He's only got a right foot. And it,
1: in principle, I agree with
0: what you're saying, but from what I saw of him on the right so far this season,
1: yeah. it doesn't look good at all. The only credit I can give him is on the right. He does, he does provide width, yeah. so he does stretch the defence, but <laughs> you, can, you can stretch the defence. Yeah. He was losing the ball on just about every occasion. The Wolves game sticks out. He was piss poor.
0: Yeah. Well, I can't argue with that because obviously you were at the game. Now... Probably the high I wouldn't say highlight, but the pivotal moment, penalty. How nervous were you that he was going to miss? No, nah, I thought that he was always going to bury that. Uh, I called it, we were watching the match in the pub and I called it he had to go bottom right for that penalty. I guess every penalty so far he's gone sort of almost, I would say top left, but to the left. Yeah. And knew Schmeichel was going that way. It was just one of those penalties. I remember when Ruben van was lethal from the spot, always went bottom left, always went bottom left finally missed that one against Arsenal then I think he missed the next one maybe the next two after that and his next penalty off the back of those misses was the 49 game unbeaten run against Arsenal and he went bottom right because he just knew he just couldn't go left anymore like, yeah. he had to change things up so um, yeah I was more confident than I thought I would be when the penalty was given I was like oh god we're missing this but as Rashford got close, he thought, no, nah, he'll put this away.
1: Yeah, and, and you know what? Good for him. I think for his confidence, he needed to score that. So happy for Rashford. Hopefully he can build on from there.
0: Now, we'll move on. Or we'll wrap up on the Leicester game. 3-2-1. Sister Pubcast Player of the Year.
1: Yeah. In uh, a match.
0: for Three points.
1: I'm going to say McTominay. I thought he was... He, he covered every blade of grass. He was everywhere. Yeah, well, well, I thought,
0: yeah, I thought you could make a case for Maguire I would go Maguire and McTominay would be second for me but it was just McTominay it's not a criticism on the ball or what he did on the ball but I just thought that game in midfield was just it was a dogfight in the middle Okay, and that was great and that was pivotal to us winning the match but he didn't really do anything with McTominay like in terms of you at Old Trafford at home should be going doing stuff he was very good at what he did but he was breaking up play for Leicester and that is again very important proved very very important yeah but um, there wasn't too much to his game. He's a limited footballer. Yeah. Like, and that's not a criticism. Like, that's why, we, 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 we've
1: said it before, that's why you have a squad. You have players who can do a job and come in and out. Now, is McTominay meant to be a player who starts every week if we're going to win the Premier League? No, I don't think he is. But for what he did there, if you had Pogba and Fred next to him, I think they have enough football in those, between those two players that McTominay can do that job and you can say, brilliant. You know? I'll take your point, and I'll let you have this
0: one, Tom. Let's say let's well, say Maguire. Well, we're going to have to work out a system. We, if we're going to keep this green on trees, we'll, we'll discuss this off-air, how we're going to do the match. Well, what we do is we come on here, we argue,
1: and I'm a sensible enough human being that to if you are... Maguire
0: if, was man of the match.
1: Show <laughs> your mouth, mate. <laughs> if your argument's valid, which it is, I'll say... For me, there was a hair in it, but I can live with Maguire. If you're talking... Maguire had a pure defender's performance. McTominay didn't have a pure midfielder's performance.
0: So we'll sit on... We'll sit on Maguire. Maguire. three, McTominay two then?
1: Yeah, Now McTominay one, two. I think,
0: is split... For one point, is split between two players on opposite sides of the pitch for me. James and wan Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. Completely opposite. If we're talking... If we're using the principle
1: we just yeah. used, wan Clean yeah. sheet. Did nothing wrong.
0: Nah, hard to disagree with that. Um... Everything he does, uh, again on the ball, I wouldn't say he's, it, better, he, he's doing nothing wrong on the ball. Just not enough. But defensively, he more than makes up for it. Yeah. Not one person goes past him.
1: I've seen enough promising signs from him. You can see he's, he's looking to go forward. Yeah, he's doing everything right. It's just not. To be fair, Pereira, for while he was on the right, kept coming in. Now, if that's happening. You're, that, that allows Leicester's defensive line, or whoever we're versing, to just go that little bit more narrow. There's no space, so if even if Wan Basaka wants to bomb up and down like a madman, and there's nothing to attack to, you know, so I think once we can just find some width on the right hand side, you'll see a different Wan Bissaka. Yeah. So it's not all his fault there.
0: Oh no! Again, it's not a criticism at all. It's just. So, and again, we almost forget, because the price tag is so high, I forget how young he is, and he's only been in the Premier League for a year or two, so I'm sure that will improve. Now, Champions League football is back tomorrow. Oh, I can't wait. We have to wait a few days for the real competition to start. Um, on Thursday night slash Friday mornings for us, the Europa League. How do we approach the Europa League this season? Is it okay? Because when we're in the draw against... or sorry, in the group stage under Jose Mourinho... It was very clear Mourinho was going for it. Pogba was playing. Ibrahimovic was playing. Mkhitaryan, who at the time was a big signing, was playing. His key man Fellaini was playing. I think the only I think De Gea maybe didn't play a few games. Maybe if my memory serves correct, there. This year is a bit different. Should it be different, or how are you approaching it?
1: Uh, Solskjaer was asked this question uh, when he was in Perth. Uh, I think it was Simon Stone who asked the question, How do you approach Europa League? And he said at the time, it, It'll be a case of let's wait and see. He has also said, Europa League will be a platform for kids to have an opportunity. I think the way you approach it, at least to start, is you're not going to play the under 23s, right? Like, that's madness. But what you can do is you can have a balance of both. It's an tr- opportunity to give the fringe players a chance. Your Matic, your Freds. Phil jones comes in phil jones rojo that's an opportunity now to give these guys game time but it's also an opportunity to give angel gomez mason greenwood to heath chomp james garner these are the guys you'd love to see get a chance outside chance uh brendan williams ethan Ludd. these kids now it's an opportunity for them to grab a spot talking about mctominay I'm not going to say he can replace him because we haven't seen enough of him. But from what I've seen, at just pure footballing ability, Ghana can take McTominay's spot.
0: Yeah. Well, let's think. It's finding that balance. When I was first starting to think about this question, it was, well, it wouldn't be fair if we threw all the young players in one. You're going to be coming up against men, and we can laugh at a starter all we want, but they're grown men. It, it is different, no matter what the quality. Okay. You seen their
1: players? Can you confirm it's grown men?
0: I assume there's a lot of hair on them, so <laughs> I don't know if that confirms they're men or not. They're, they're coming third. They come third in their league, if that is. means anything. They're Well, that, as you said, they're thirty or twenty-something games into their season. Well, it means they'll be conditioned. Uh, but, but on the point of throwing all these young players in, I thought, well, that's not going to be fair. If you throw all the young players in together, um, they're going to—that's a completely changed team. So that's not quite fair. Ideally, you'd sort of drip-feed you know, maybe two players into a strong winning team, so they're in a team with plenty of rhythm. But I was thinking about well there's five or six of them we've talked about we've talked about Tuan Zabi, Greenwood, Garner um, Chong and Gomez etc well they all play together anyway for the 23s when they play so they do have that familiarity so why not just throw them all in you can throw them all in I
1: just think it's it's crazy to say they all start I think the three that must start this game Greenwood has to start Greenwood has to start at striker Greenwood has to start at striker Tuan Zabi has to come in at centre back and you'd love to see Gomez in the midfield just to see what they can do. Because this, uh, mate, you, don't, you don't need to do a scouting report on Astana. They're going to they're gonna be compact. But it's an, a great opportunity for someone like a Gomez to take his chance. Be creative. Greenwood. Imagine, a, you, what would be the best storyline coming out of this game? It would be
0: Gomez through ball to Greenwood to score. Well, well, We'd love to see well, that. Well, I think there's, there's almost pressure on Greenwood now. I think Greenwood will start, and rightly or wrongly probably both you can make a case for both there's pressure on him to score he'll have to score against Starno and that that sounds stupid I think he almost does that because the, the pressure is man. he's coming off the bench he's almost a regular now and he's performing well um, and he, we can't ask for anything more yeah. but it's going to have to come a time where he shows okay I, I need more than five minutes off the bench
1: yeah and I think it's telling that he didn't come on against Leicester yeah, he did well John came on and did well exactly so I think for me that's giving Chong game time for the for Astana but I also think it's a, it's a Greenwood, listen mate, we're going to sit you off this game but you're going to be starting this week take a chance.
0: Well for me, and again I think if I was a betting man, I think yeah Chong and Greenwood are the ones that start and definitely deserve to start, but for me for some reason, I don't know if it, maybe it was the type of player that I was when I used to play I just want to see Angel Gomez play but I think he's further down than and order. and look, you won't find a bigger fan of Matter than myself, but I think he has to come in over Matter and Lingard whether he will, I personally don't think he will. I think he'll play feature. I think he'll play... I don't know who will play in the 10 role, but I think Gomez will come off the bench. It'll come down to him taking his chance. I
1: think he starts this game. I can't see... There is no justification for not starting him. That's why I can't, I can't see a scenario where you haven't played him this season. If you're, like, if you're not going to play him in the Premier League, not a single minute, then there's no justification for not picking him in this game to start. If you're not going to give him a chance here, when are you going to give him a chance,
0: you know? Well, I think another, which I almost forgot about, another substitute who I think is nailed on to start, which will be very interesting to see where, whether he's on the right, um, on the right-hand side defence or through the middle is Tuan Zabi, Because he came off the bet almost just for time-wasting sub one on yeah. the weekend. But do you think he comes in? Because Juan you'd assume, probably be rested. I don't know. Luke Shaw's still out. I don't know if Ashley Young would push to the right or stay on the he's left. He's still fit I saw him a tweet saying something about ready for Europa League football or something. Aren't we all? But, um, So, your yeah, Deleuhe potentially could be fit. I have a feeling Zabi will play on the right, maybe Delo on the left. i uh, hope not. You'd like to see Tuanzevi yeah, get Because I think Jones plays, so I think Jones takes up one of the centre-back roles. Rojo could play left-back. Rojo, is Rojo still here? Fred came back. Did Rojo come back? Yeah. yeah he uh, came back.
1: Yeah, okay. Yeah, he, well, he,
0: Rojo's uh, well, Rojo's an option. Well, an option left-back then, so... Yeah. Um, Ideally then you'd say maybe Rojo left back, Jones and Tuanzebi in the middle with Deloa right back. Then you think how many changes is that? Again, it's against Astana which could be able, should be able to make 22 changes.
1: Mate, you should be able to put it, with all respect to Astana, you should be able to put a cone in midfield and still win the game.
0: It's managed starting then. <laughs> mm-hmm. Matic starting confirmed. You here first. Well, well, he might because maybe it does look like Solskjaer is potentially sort of weeding him out think, a yeah. little bit. So maybe this is a game where you give Matic minutes and not give him minutes against West Ham.
1: Well, no, I definitely agree with that. I think So he's expecting Pogba and Martial to be fit for West Ham. So if that's the case, then, yeah, you'd expect Matic to start this one.
0: Now, just on the Facebook page, we've left a post regarding this sort of topic a couple of days ago and Pete Gilmore... Had his two cents worth saying he would expect a balance between youth and experience. The youth challenge should vary between games to ensure some of the not-so-regular youth get some quality games too. So um, it's that case of you should throw them all in, but we'll, we'll obviously discuss that. But do you think Ollie does or is almost... It's that approach to the League? how important it is to him. Does he almost... Yeah. I wouldn't say hit the panic button against the start and we go, oh, hang on, because I don't want to drop points to a in the first game. I'm going to have to go for it. Yeah. and then maybe maybe, quali- maybe qualify after three or four games and then play the youth. It's as we've said, you find the balance.
1: You Ideally, you like to see Greenwood, Gomez, Twins, AB start and then the rest you just have experienced players in the squad there. Um, but if we can get the points we need to qualify, then I think you'll see a lot of kids in the final game. Ideally, you'd love to see that.
0: Well, we'll just go through... Oh, I just, just pulled it up now, the Europa League teams, because I remember, as we mentioned earlier, the Jose Mourinho. I think the reason we went for it so strong is because you looked at the teams and you thought, oh, hang on, we're going to be favourites for this. There was, there was no one in the competition. Um, I act for a team that dropped out from the Champions League, and you always got that little sort of character. You don't know who's going to drop out. Potentially Real Madrid might drop out, you just never know. But I'll go through the teams here. you got Sevilla in Group A. Okay, they did not Because our assume we're probably better than Sevilla Or quite evenly matched maybe yep. So Sevilla there Group yeah. B You've got no one <laughs> You've got Sporting Lisbon um, Sporting Lisbon and PSV you um, got Bruno Fernandes I'm sure that I can almost see He's definitely getting Sporting now In the round of What do they have? Round of 64 When we qualify out of the group Yeah, round of 102 yeah. um, you, got, you got Celtic and Lazio In the next group so we're stronger than both those Yeah, me, yeah Well, Lazio would be a bit tricky Arsenal are there Obviously they're playing Frankfurt this week Frankfurt made the semi-finals last year But I think, they've right. lo- I think they lost a few players it's a bit of slippy. That's a slippy sausage for Arsenal <laughs> Pun intended <laughs> Next week uh, you've got Porto um, They're always in, in and around these competitions bunch of alcoholics will be fine bunch of alcoholics um, Port wine, you tried it? No, no, I have not Quite sweet no, Not for me yeah. uh, Wolfsburg, I don't even know what they used to be Roma are there, Mick and Chris Smalling. I think Roma could be in and around. Wouldn't
1: that be interesting?
0: Chris Smalling will be able to play against us. I'm sure that would be in a. I don't know if I've never played it. I don't know if European. No, I remember uh, a couple years ago,
1: uh, Catois was on mm. loan at Atletico Madrid against yeah. Chelsea and
0: he played. Yeah, they let him play. So, so you'd that, think. That would be interesting. Oh, I mean, yeah. Wolves are in the next group, God. You wouldn't fancy this against Wolves. That's sort of our bag. They're, yeah, yeah, they're, they, they they're having a shocker of a season. Yeah, But they're our bogey team. Until they play United, they having a shocker. Mm. And um, yeah, then our group um, with the mighty Astana. Um, so reading those teams out, it probably wasn't as bad as I first thought. I thought maybe the four or five teams better than us where really. I could probably make a case for us being the strongest team. But
1: who drops in? Now that's yeah, the no, no
0: that potentially drop in. Um, there, well, there, there are some tough groups in the Champions League, and there's always um, there's always going to be one or two that drop down. Um, just hopefully, City or Liverpool. Right, so no, no, not so much to. Um, to challenge us because I don't want to play City of Liverpool but I don't want them winning the Champions League so hopefully they drop out okay
1: so confirmed on this podcast you heard it here first Daniel James number 21 21 times it's oh, coming you? oh no that was confirmed I only what 5 points off the league 6 points off the league
0: there you go actually only maybe 7 we're winning the
1: title and uh, Europa League so we're going to win the FA Cup we're doing the treble it's happening yeah we've got the crest yeah. celebrating the treble season um, we'll
0: book in the title appointment next week Uh, Sounds good, mate. What what arm do you get the tattoo on? If I get a tattoo... What's your mum going to say? She's going to belt me.
1: (laughs) You're never too old to get belted by your mum for getting a tattoo. Okay.
0: Now, we'll see how this goes. This is something we're going to toy with on the podcast now. Obviously fine in in the middle of a few games. Now the game's are midweek, etc. We'll have a long look ahead to West Ham. West Ham away, which we got absolutely smashed there last season. Um... Do you think it's almost two different teams from the Europa League? Whoever starts in the Europa League won't start on Saturday, or do you think there could be a bit of a, a mix between both sides?
1: I don't think it's that clear-cut, no. Um, like we said, there's going to be a balance for the Europa League. There's going to be a balance for the Premier League. Um, you'd like to think... He said they expect Martial Pogba to come back in, so you'd like to see that. You'd assume Martial comes back up front. Um, for me, I don't think
0: Rashford's done enough to take his spot but, but that's the thing I don't think Rashford does not play when he's and Solskjaer wants yeah, to pick him yeah. here no Rashford's going to play Rashford,
1: Rashford's in the team for me but I think you start it was back to that argument we were having what's he going to do with the front three because for me Daniel James is the one that can't be dropped so he has a decision to make there I think you looking forward to West Ham Rashford on the right Martial through the middle Daniel James on the well, left. We
0: can say Daniel James can't be dropped, and I 100% agree, but we're going to have to sort of put your manager's hat on eventually and think, well, he's a young kid, which I guess Rashford and maybe you can make case for Martial still is, but definitely Daniel James is new to the game or new to the Premier League. There's going to have to come a time, no matter how good he's doing, we just take the pressure off him a little bit and leave him out. He's 21 years of age. Yeah, no, no, I'm not so much in age, but in terms of experience at the top level, and there's a lot of, a lot of pressure on him now to perform. Okay, Daniel Jones yeah. plays, we're looking for him to score goals now. There's going to have to come a time where we think, well, oh, hang on, we're not relying on you, just have a breather.
1: Oh, well, look, that comes through management of the squad, but I don't think you can look at it like there's pressure on him. There's pressure whenever you play, right? Like, every United game we go into, probably other than when we versus City, you expect us to win, Correct maybe make an argument for Liverpool but, but as a fan I'm almost, not accepting that
0: There's almost a case against Leicester I wasn't expecting to win
1: yeah but that's you yes. being but <laughs> I know you're well, you know what I mean? you know what I mean there's an expectation to win every time you wear the shirt so if he's playing good football he starts every week until there obviously comes a time injuries you need to rest players depending on where Europa League goes you need to start factoring in which games are more important than others then you have the Christmas period so forth but for me, for now, he starts. He's playing. He's, he's one of our best attacking players.
0: It's it's weird hearing you say that because I wouldn't say you're so critical of him, but you are quite critical in terms of sort of his end product. But also, i say on the other hand, how important he is he and is. how well he's, he's doing. That's fine. It's, which I, I completely I agree. Both sides of it. <laughs> um,
1: you said it multiple times. Football makes a hypocrite yeah. of us all. I'm the biggest hypocrite <laughs> in the world. Yeah. His end product shit. Yeah. But he's our best attacking player oh. right now. Yeah.
0: So, for me, he starts. Yeah, no, it's hard to disagree. Now, for some reason, which we're just about to wrap up now, I'm almost looking more forward to the Europa League than the Premier League. I think that's because there's the kids. Yeah. It's the element I don't of the get excited of by the kids. kids. Yeah. You get excited by kids, I don't, do I don't get that excited, <laughs> mate. Calm down. But um, it is that. It just seeing... I don't know oh. why. Because we, we, that excitement wasn't there under Mourinho during the Europa League run. It was the, the same thing, same thing, sort of each week. Because we had the hope, and then we got two, three games in, and it just didn't happen. So did there's it? going to be something different, but there is a sort of a slight doubt in my mind that I think Solskjaer and again, I would say, is panicking, but will be very cautious and is making sure he qualifies. Maybe get nine points from nine after the first three games, and then start to rotate.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with that. Let me ask you a question. So it's it's an opportunity for the kids to step in. Which kid grabs their chance the best?
0: I think just from a story point of view, I think it has to be Greenwood. I think there's pressure on him. He's going to have to make it himself. Um, he's going to have to grab a goal. Well. I think there's more pressure on Gomez. No, no.
1: Uh, just look at the lack of depth in that midfield. Oh, I, I
0: think in terms of criticism, if Gomez comes in and doesn't perform well, I think, yes, he will be criticised. So if Greenwood doesn't perform well, it'll be, okay, no, there's still time. But for me, there is more pressure on Greenwood because I it not I wouldn't say pressure might not be the right word but he's going to have to do More it expectation yeah, it might, yeah expectation yeah. so um, but I think it might be something where he makes it happen because there is pressure on him he's going to have to go and score yeah. and if he's the main man up front you assume we're going to create chances against a if you give him a chance because uh, his chances so far have been maybe outside the box or sort of the flashed at him sort of thing yeah. he should get a good chance against a stunner.
1: I'm going to go for a smoke. and I, I agree with you I think your you, you Greenwoods, your Gomez, I agree. I think by December, I think... i think having a mind blank. And what a great time to have it. Um, who's the young midfielder I've, I was Garner, talking about? James Garner. Harts. Jesus Christ. I wanted to call him Gardner. Um, <laughs> I think James Garner is the one who can really push his claim here.
0: Yeah, I hope so. Well, no, the, the, the midfield's interesting yeah. now because I think Fred comes in and starts now. Yeah. Um, yeah, but there might be one spot up there, up for the grabs. Even like, He
1: won't be a starter just because of how... He's 17 years of age, if I'm not, if I'm not wrong. 17 or 18. See, he's not older than 18. He's 17 yeah. or 18. So, but if I just look at pure footballing ability, he could put pressure on McTominay by the end of the season. He really could.
0: Well, then, until we buy Sean Longstaff in January. Oh. No. Save the 50 the million, moment. please. So... As the wind at Manchester weather just picks up in the beer garden here, good time to wrap up. Hopefully the wind wasn't too bad on the audio quality, but it should be fine. Um, thank you again for all the support on the podcast. Uh, make sure to click on whatever podcast app you've got to subscribe so it just pops up on your phone and you can listen on your way to work or to or from work, etc. We'll be back again Australian time next Tuesday night slash Wednesday morning. Discussing uh, hopefully uh, two wins, one against Stana one against West Ham, and climbing up the Premier League table. Pleasure, Larry. Up the Reds. Up the Reds. Cheers. Cheers.